podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome to Coach Unplugged. So excited you decided to join us today. Uh, Before we jump in, we want to give a big shout out to our sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. I I think I've said, I I think I've gotten it down to about 18 seconds. I can take that thing down. It's unbelievable. Got the new one, still playing with it. It's unbelievable. I love the little little, um, clip on to your shirt that you can kind of run the machine from. It's awesome. My son loves that one. Mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $350 off. Also, go over and check out ttubes.com for coaches who want to get better. If you're if you're sick of Zoom calls, if you're sick of, you know, diving everywhere and looking for what you need, our roadmap will help you become a better basketball coach. Um, there's lots of great resources out there, but a lot of them are run by people that are college coaches or do not aren't in like aren't teaching stats all day and then jump into the gym and have to deal with the everyday things. 24-7 that a high school coach or a youth coach has to deal with. So come over, let me help you become a better basketball coach, teachuse.com. Let's head off to the podcast. So the number one concept we talk about, principle, uh, we want to take the tension out of the game. So the first thing we talk about when we're coming up the floor is the player with the ball needs to know if the next guy is open. Right. And we tell our players to be open, not get open. So the Princeton, we do some things that are kind of quirky, kind of, uh, kind of different. We never V cut. We'll never V cut on the wing to get open. If they're open, we'll so, throw them So go ball. back to the initial set that you had there with 2-2 two, two in the post. And let's yeah. say I deny the wing. Well, how are you going to teach them? To, so go back to your initial set there. Yeah. So if we're starting to go yep. up top. Yep. And I'm going to deny the wing there. Yeah. So if you're going to deny the wing, and that's the important thing is, is we don't start on the three-point line. Most, most offenses, the players, especially open gym, they run right to the three-point line. Right. Well, one thing you know when you're on the three-point line is there's a guy right next to you and you're, and you're not open. Right. Okay. Or, or you have to V-cut to get open. So what we do is we don't want to V-cut against this kid, especially if that kid's bigger, faster, stronger than us. Right. Now we're fighting their strength. Right. So what we do is we get off the three-point line, and now the defender might say, hey, they're going the wrong way. They can't score from there. I'm going to stay here. Now we can throw the ball and, and run our offense. But if they're going to come out and deny that way out there, that's we're to, we, we love that as well. And all, all we care is if we know if this player is open or not. So if they're not open, now we might forwards out where we're going to um, take our player in the middle, come back, and then we're going to create some separation, try to forwards out. But just okay. to, if they're going to defend us way up there, I really like forwards out opposite, where if they're going to deny that wing way high, we're going to send – our other guard that's up with us outside and empty out the opposite side of the floor. We're going to jab him to the, the baseline. Then we're going to go middle. Now we've opened up this entire side of the floor to play with. Okay. And, and that it just relieve it's another, it's another way of relieving pressure. Okay. So we, we, so big concept we talk about is be open, not get open. I don't care. You don't, we don't V cut to try to get open. If you're open, great. We're going to run that. If you're not open, great. We're going to run the next thing because there's always a next step. There's always the next phase or, or, or part of the offense. Would you ever have teach that wing to go high, that high, and then just go back door? If we're running low post, no, because the low post is in the way. Ah, uh, it's in the now, way. Okay. Now, if you're running, if you're running Princeton, like a lot of teams, if you're only running chin and you start your five man high, some some start their five man in the middle. Yes, 
Okay. Okay. It's, it's yeah. just different. It's just different styles. It's the very. It's the different styles. Okay. So yeah. that's 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 one thing you would do. That's one yeah. concept. What else? What else would you? If you can only do three things. So I would say the, the next concept. Um, it's uh, hard because I'm limiting. It's like picking your favorite child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's, there's so much. When I'm thinking about concepts, about way to teach it, I, I think the second thing that I'm going to do is I, we're, we're going to post everyone up. So we're going to go all in. Okay. Posting everyone up. Okay. We're going to hammer it with our guards, hammer it with our bigs, and everyone's going to be a threat because uh, one thing we want to do and do well is we want to raise the level of our role players, so that the defense can't focus on your best player. Okay, the, the, the same philosophy that the Bulls use with Jordan and the triangle offense. Hey, listen, if we don't do something different, everyone's going to go Jordan rules, Detroit Pistons on you. They're going to send everyone at you, and, and our, other, our other players won't. So they put in a triangle, say, listen, we need to raise the level of everyone else's game so they can't focus on you solely. It's the same thing with the Prince, and that's how we sell it to our, right. um, to our role players. But our role players aren't hard to sell. Sometimes it's hard to sell to your best player. Yeah. Well, coach, I want the ball in my hands all the time. Well, on, the, on that scouting report, it's going to say, hey, we take him away, and, and, and if you play a team that's more athletic or can, they got a stopper and they can stop you, or they're going to take you out of the game, make everyone else beat you, and now you don't have a flow or a style of way right. to play. Right. Okay. Anything so, else? Any other – if you had uh, to pick one more. I know. I'm putting you on the spot. I, I no, 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 no. You're fine. Yeah. Um, so we uh, – let's see. I'm just trying to think big concepts for, yeah. you know, what shots, let me, let me change it. Let me change it a little bit. What shots, go. what shots do you get in the Princeton offense? Okay. So, so, so here's, here's the, here, here's the swing offense to begin, you know, very popular eighties, nineties. Hey, we the coach, Hey, swing the ball, swing the ball. Cause they want to get the defense to move left, get the defense to move right. And then when right. they're off balance, you drive and go buy them. So yep. Princeton is very similar, but we also focus on to the rim away from the, away, away from the rim. So if we're running chin, we throw that two-pass two reversal. We're shifting the defense all the way to the left side of the floor. Right. Then when we come off the shuffle and we're setting up the drift, we're taking the defense as close to the rim as possible. Okay. So when we're coming off the drift, now basically what happens is we, we corner you know, four of those five defenders inside like a 15-foot radius. Now when we're coming off the drift, we like to suck the defense in, especially if, if, if the defense is, is better than us. We want to suck them in, so when we pull them out, we want them coming at us. Because when they're coming at us, now we can wait for them to be off balance. And while they're stepping forward, we can, we can drive by them. Okay. So we want to manipulate the defense left, right, and then to the baseline, and then away from the baseline okay. within, within the offense. So we, we're, we're shifting the defense four different ways, and we're trying to get them off balance left, right, but also to the rim. Away. So if – if we're knocking down threes, they're going to come at us more. Now we're going to start driving and try and go back door more often. What is your shot? So does your shot um, chart look like close to the rim and threes? Um, not not at the high school level. Um, not okay. as much. I, I know when when you when you're watching a college team run it, or when you're watching the pros, it's because um, Princeton's philosophy is: Hey, we want we want wide open threes and lay threes and layups. Threes. And, they're one of the first programs or philosophies to say: Hey, we want threes and layups, and, and we're going to. And that's how we're going to beat you. Right. And, um, and you see that a lot with them. But I think at the high school level, we'll, we'll get shots wherever we can on the floor. We get a lot of one dribble pull-ups. I, I, like, I like getting layups, drives and, le drives and backdoor layups, um, and then layups through the post, whether with your guards or your bigs. And we like wide open threes and one dribble pull-ups. So we don't get more fancy than that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that mid-range shot is a lost art. I've said that a million times on the yeah. podcast. And, 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 but it's open. 
It's yeah, yeah. And, and if you're teaching high school players, you see a lot of, um, and I think a lot of the training is great where they're, where they're, where they're doing multiple cross, you know, scissor cross, cross cross, and they're, then they're in and out of their heads, and then they're hopping back, and then they're going. That's great, but you never get that on a 505 game, especially high school where the game is just a little more compact. It's compact, and it's basically all you need in high school is a move and a counter move. Exactly. You need exactly. a move so, and a counter and, move. That's it. And, and what Princeton does is it, if you have those players who can't score on their own, can't create their own shot, the system's going to do that for you. So if I'm yeah. coming off of a drift, I'm open. And right. if I'm not open, if the kid's closing out on me, well, he's off balance. Well, I'm going around him. I got one dribble pull up or a drive for a layup. Um, right. Your best, we tell our best players, this is one way we sell our best players. Listen, you're going to use the offense too. It's going to help you as well. But you also have the ability to create your own shots. So you can de- learn the offense and then learn where you can deviate from the offense to get in your own. Right. I mean, that, yeah. So what do you think, what's the hardest thing to teach in the Princeton offense? Um, I think the hardest thing is, so if you're a young coach or, or if you're doing it for the first time is seeing the big picture. Again, I said, cause that whole part, whole thing. If, if you don't, if you don't know, um, you need to know the core four sets. Right. And then you need to pick the one or two or three that you want to run. Okay. And, and learn how to put them together. Um, and once you, once you can, and you don't do too much. If you try to do too much, especially year one, Okay, you're going to swallow your kids up. They're going to get confused. They're not going to be able to execute on the no, floor. No, you're going to last about two weeks, and then you're going to chuck it because it's like, it's like yeah. you got to simplify, simplify, simplify. Yeah. Like I've got, I've got, um, I've got the read and react. If you know anything about the read and react, I've got that down to five things. Basically, this is the five things we need to do. Yeah, it's yeah. that you got to simplify it down. And then you could, if they get good at those five, then you can always add. Yes. Um, yeah. I think that's the problem. I think everyone tries to do too much. Yeah. And 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 simplify. I agree. Once, um, once, you, once you get to week, well, year two or year three or year four, and you have your system in, you know, we'll 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 adjust low post from one year to the next depending on talent or or depending on right. And it will also depend on if you're doing it system wide for the young coaches and if you're yeah. like, you know, maybe your varsity coach is doing it, you're doing it at the lower level, then that's that's fine, but it's gonna take a while for that to get in. Is there one failure that we could dive into that you've had running this thing? Yeah, so um, I, th- I think my first year, I was headstrong saying I'm running it the way I watch Air Force run it because it's beautiful basketball. That's how I want to run it. Um, I could have been more um, – I could have been less headstrong and say, hey, see, I know what I want, but I realized maybe this would be better. And I think for me, I, did, I didn't see the big picture well enough to match it well enough with my players. I had – I had a, a forward that was excellent in the post. I didn't put him in the post enough. Um, and I had a five that was a six, 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 seven, five. And then I played on the perimeter too much. So I, I did get inside my head. I was like, I'm, I'm going for it. My first year, first year as a head coach. And we tried to do things that might not have matched our personnel the best. And it was, it was partially my fault of being headstrong. The second mistake was, was me not uh, having enough experience with the offense. Well, that's the problem. It's like, yeah. it's like the only way you get experience is what we were yeah. talking about before is you got to yeah. teach to teach. You got to learn it. Yeah. So, so year, year two, year three, I figured that out. I was like, okay, I know why I messed up. And then yeah. we didn't, we didn't make that's that. That's why all the ADs that are listening, you better give the young coaches a chance before you fire their butt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they got to learn. They got to yeah, learn yeah, that they got to actually call and, the parent. That, that bothers me too. Cause okay. Your coach made a mistake. Hmm? What kind of mistake was it? Right. Is, it, is he a good kid, a good coach? Right. They're not going to make that mistake again. No, and if they do, then that's when you let and them go. And if they do, that's when you say, okay, you're not learning, you're not improving. Right. And, 
Yeah, you yeah. Wanna... You don't have that growth mindset. Is there is there a defense that correlates with this offense? Yeah. So I was I played in um, and then coached in that uh, Duke Coach K um, old uh, um, Dick Bennett on the line up the line deny pressure. Pack line, baby. It won Virginia a national title, baby. Well, 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 now well, now it's pack line. So old school Dick Bennett was on the line, up the line, deny, yeah. deny, yeah. deny, and then they went to this pack line. I like pack line a lot. Um, my last year as a head coach, I put in, I actually put in the matchup zone that Princeton's run, that Princeton okay. team's run. Okay. And uh, my players love. I actually tried because because you kind of mold that to the way that you already teach your man to man. So one thing we did defensively is we deny the, the post on the low side. Okay. Three quarter on the low side. And, and we, we play great midline defense. If we're good at one thing, we play great help side. Okay. And it's awkward and you get kind of scared. But what happens is teams are trying to force the ball over the middle. That post player can't see those, those help side defenders. We got so many turnovers and steals. So it actually took the pack line, made it more opportunistic for turnovers. Um, but I tried putting it at the beginning of the year, and it was the first time I've ever tried it. And I, I, I just couldn't grasp how I wanted to do it. So we went away from it. And then the last uh, – we actually – this, this is the year we only returned one varsity player, period. I think we won 10 or 11 games that year. Okay. But we put it in for the second half of the season. And I, I figured out – I put it in the same way that I put in the offense. I put in, well, let's do this first. Let's do – okay, if, if they do this, let's do that. If they do this, let's do that. And we built the we built the defense that way. Okay. Um, we kind of troubleshoot as we went. We ended up winning like seven out of the last nine games of the year with that defense. So you like um, you like the you I, like I like the matchup. I I was I used to be Tom Izzo. Hey, tough it up and, and get through that screen. We're not switching anything. I used to have that mentality, and then we started doing. It. I'm like, you know what? It it's kind of really frees our players up. And actually, our defense talked better in the matchup than we ever did in man to man. Because they knew if they didn't, it wouldn't work. And they could you see You know what? It right I, I tell people, if I was picking a basketball team they would, yeah. in high school, they would all be 6'4". They would yeah. all have a long wingspan. They'd all be able to shoot. They'd all be yeah. able to defend. But guess what? That's not reality. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's why I got to – I mean, I, I would love to play man the entire game. I would love to do it. Yeah what Tony does at Virginia. I'd love to do yeah. that. I would if I could. Yeah, and it, it, it's just that philosophy of, of fighting the opponent's strengths. Why fight their strength? If they've got better guards and they're good at getting off ball screens, why try to fight through that? Just switch it. I, I am perfectly fine with my 5'10 guard on a 6'6 kid in the post. We just right. turn around. We don't, we don't put our butt on. We turn around. We full front. But right. We just send another help side. They're not gonna I'm try telling to you, for the young coaches, if you full front – there are very few kids in high school that can make a lob pass or pin and so, then reverse and pin. Trust yeah. me, I've watched thousands of games. It doesn't happen. It just yeah, doesn't. so I, 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 when I moved on from my head coaching job as an assistant, it's kind of, it's always, it's kind of neat. The next two years I, I worked with a couple of different coaches. It's kind of neat to see their philosophy. And one coach would say, listen, he would tell his players, listen, high school players just aren't that good. So just so, so we're talking about, dude, just wall up, just stand there. If he scores over you, great. He's going to miss that seven out of eight out of ten times. Right. Okay. So just just play good, solid D. Let them make mistakes. Don't you don't have to do too much, you know, at the high school level, depending on what level you're at. But, right. And and it's like, well, I've had guys they score every time, but well, yeah, one of them's going to Duke in our league, so that's how good some of the guys are. 
you let him score in the post. You can't. Yeah, that's so, so, the, yeah, so that's a whole different level. But the issue is sometimes I think, in the, in, especially in the post D, is you just don't want to give him the same look either. So that's what yeah. I tell my – like, if you're side front, don't side front next time. Maybe front. Yeah. Maybe, like, just give them a different look. It will yeah. throw them off enough. It, you, know, you know the best defenses is when we're, when we're running our defense, when it's clicking, and I've got kids that understand the game, is we don't want to full out deny, but we don't want to full out pack line either. Right. We want to be in that are you open, are you not open zone. So what we do offensively, we tell, hey, we tell our, I'll tell my point guard, hey, he's either open or not open. And they'll say, well, coach, what if he's, he's not sagging or he's not, what if he's kind of, I was like, if you're not sure, he's not open. We take right. And if you hear anybody yell past the yeah. ball to the post, don't yeah. pass no. it. No. They're we, not we, open now. We, By the we time take that, that works. Decision, we take that decision out of their hands. And we actually turn the ball over less because they're not forcing stuff. If you're not sure, if you have any doubt, he's not open, go to the next thing. My college coach would not let me make, make any guard make a pass to the post that wasn't a bounce pass. Yeah. He yeah. wouldn't. I mean, and, and there's some theory to that. It's like, so it's not as, it's not as airborne as long. It's interesting. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a little different. So I want to throw the ball into the post guard or big over top every time. And, and our way of thinking is, is if you have a, if the post is playing behind you and you try to wrap around pass, it's a little slower and a, a quicker defender can step back, reach around, get a piece of that. Now from an officiating standpoint, if you're underneath, uh, the offensive player's arm and you're getting a piece of that, they're not going to call that very often. Right. But if you're a post player and your hands are out in front of you and the ball is coming to your hands and the kid comes over your shoulder, they're going to call that nine out of ten times. Right, yeah. Plus we yeah. like throwing it to – we don't want 6'6 six, six bending down to his knees to pick right. up. Right, it's the six, six – it's the accountant that's been working all day is going to call it because he needs to go home and have dinner. Yeah. I know, it's something. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, so here, here's – any other things with Princeton that you'd like to share before we go on to a couple other questions I have? But yeah, like I said, anyone anyone can run. If you're the kind of coach that is a if you're a skill development coach, if if you you know if you got Jim Rice, it's an underdog's offense. It's an offense that evens the playing field. That's what it was designed to do. Um, but don't get caught up in why well, can't run it because this is my personnel, okay? Or I can't run it because I don't have a big. Any you you can run it with nearly any personnel. You just have to commit to it or just take a piece of it or a piece of it here, a piece of it here. And, and anyone can put in the offense. And it works for, again, it, it works for the underdog. It evens a playing field. But if you have players that can really get up and down and play, you can run it like Georgetown did with John Thompson III. You can run it like Richmond does with Chris Mooney. And you can, you can, you can tighten the playbook and give your players more freedom. But it, it works for anyone. Any, any coach and any player can, can – I, I, what I say is it's anyone can run it, but it might not be for everyone. So if you're a skill development coach, if you're an underdog coach, this is definitely an offense that can help you even the playing field. Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay. All right. So we're going to do rapid fire, and then we'll come back and talk about your the, the playbook and stuff. All right. So rapid fire is me asking a question, and you just giving me okay. a, a quick, quick quick answer. Sure. So what's your favorite brand of basketball, the actual ball you play with? Oh, okay. So – it, it, because it stuck in my head when I was in high school, I actually had coach get me one and it wasn't the same ones that we had on the floor. And I said, well, coach, I want that one. He's like, well, this is the one you got. It was a Baden. Baden okay. One. You yeah. like that. Yeah. Baden's, get, Baden's getting more, more votes recently. Um, yeah. What's one word to describe your ideal player? Uh, versatile. Okay. If you could go to one sporting event in the world, what would you go to and why? Um, I would say, um, 
I'm going to time travel and go see Jordan play. Okay. It, it could be a regular season game. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No, it doesn't okay. matter. Uh, favorite pregame meal? Uh, back in the day, it was, it, was, it was always pasta. It was always pasta. I, okay. Um, one skill not being taught in today's game. Um, post play. I, I'm going to, I'm going to say, it. you know, we're not teaching guard score in the post. We're getting very guard oriented. We're not, we're, we're moving away from post play. So it's kind of like, kind of like, Hey, everyone's, everyone's running guard play. So let's do what they're not. Let's go back into post play. It's like the mid range jumper. I'm telling you, you should do what hey, people go aren't back, doing. Go back mid range. Go back mid range. It's love, like everybody wants to be Giannis or LeBron. Or, yeah, I love Kawhi. I, I've been, of course, I'm, I'm a Spurs guy. All right. So my heart's still kind of broken, but I, I love Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. I, you did, yeah. What's one thing you do to relax? He to throws relax. Again. One um, thing to relax. One thing to relax. Uh, you know, one thing I don't do enough anymore is listen to music. I don't listen to music enough. I'm just, I'm just absorbing content from everywhere. Um, so I, I, would, I would go back because I love music. So I would, I would sit and just listen to music, just chill out. Okay. Yeah, I, I walk the dogs and listen to podcasts is what yeah, I do. Cool. That's my – I've done that for I, I, I'd get on the motorcycle and go for a ride in the middle ooh, of the night. Humid, humid night, I'd get on the motorcycle and go What for kind of ride. motorcycle you got? Uh, VTX 1800. Okay. If we were not going to get a Harley, I wanted to get something again that – That's what, I was just going to rip on you for not having a Harley because that's what you should have. Yeah. That's what I would have if I had a motorcycle yeah. and a Harley. Yeah. 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 Um, but I'm also from Wisconsin. So of course you gotta have a Harley. Um, uh, one coaching technique you consider important. I'd say persistence. Um, because you're going to, you're going to run into obstacles all of the time and you have to persistently get through that and then solve it. I, I tell you what, scratch that problem solving. You, you've got a problem solve. You're going to run into issues all of the time and you have to, you have to get, sometimes the, the most clear answer is, is not the answer. You have, to, you have to get creative sometimes. So, so problem solving, get creative. Um, don't get a that's a life. Long. That's a life lesson, man. Absolutely. Trust me. How many times I've pivoted on my business? Yeah. Holy crud. Now I'm not pivoting anymore because I think I figured it out. Yeah. But it's, man, if, you don't, if you're not willing to adjust to the times. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, if you're yeah, gonna, was, it, uh, was it Billy Bean and Moneyball, Adapt or Die? That you know, if I was still running, I mean, seriously, when I in 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 the early two thousands, I was running swing and flex, and it worked with the guys I had, but I couldn't run that now. That wouldn't work. It's like, so I have you have to yeah, you have to be willing to adjust. Um, best basketball player of all time, Jordan. Okay, I knew I knew that answer before I even asked it. Yeah, yeah I'm a '90s kid, so. Okay, um, best player you've seen in person. I tell you, I, I'm gonna say. Uh, when I was at the, when I was at Westerville South, we had a kid named Jody McLean. We we coached her, uh, and she went to Wisconsin Milwaukee. I would say in person, she was one of the best players I've seen. And why? Uh, because she she was uh, she was great. She she was always after the game. She would say, "Hey, how many assists did I have?" She was our leading scorer almost every single game, but always, "How many assists did I have?" And she could really. Um, we didn't have a lot. We didn't have any other playmakers, but she could make all of the plays and make everyone better on the team. Okay, I love that. Um, one thing that helped you become a better coach? Uh, again, I think the, the number one thing was actually taking a head coaching job at the freshman level, the girls basketball. And I tell you, it's so funny because, um, again, you know, I, I played with boys my entire life. And I come out saying, okay, my first job is going to be a boys job. And it was girls. And then it was freshman girls. And uh, our, our very first game was a road game. 
and we won that game. And I, I kid you not, I remember this clear as day. The score was the final score was twelve to eleven. We won. And I called up Coach Branding. I said, "Hey, listen, I don't know if I can do this." Right. <laughs> but I, the, the the lessons I got from being a head coach, even at the freshman level, um, it will teach you patience, and it will teach yeah. you to coach from the middle of the court. Trust yep. Me. Yes. It will. Yes. Teach you to teach from the middle of the court. Um, best game you've seen in person. Best game I've seen in person. Um, I don't travel. I don't. I've never been to an NBA game, believe it or not. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with games that I games that I've coached in. Okay. Um, and it was uh, my last year as a head coach. It was, it was we're playing against my alma mater, and we were down I think four or five with two minutes to go. We'd cut it to three. They'd make it four. We'd cut it to two. Um, they'd make it back to three. Um, my best player got a layup, and we were down two points with I think three and a half seconds ago, we did not have the ball. So we called a timeout. We set up our, 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 our man press defense with the center field. And um, again, three and a half seconds, we're down two points. And um, they inbound the ball. My center field tips it. He's my point guard, not even my best shooter, but he tips it, takes one dribble and shoots a three at the buzzer and went. And it, it just <laughs> nothing but net and it goes in. So we were down two without the ball, get the steal and hit the three. And uh, it just doesn't happen. I mean, yeah. I, I tell coaches, they always try to think of like an NBA. I go, the best game yeah. I ever saw was one I coached in. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. that's, yeah. Um, yeah. One, uh, your favorite quote. Favorite quote? Okay. Um, I actually wrote this one down. So, uh, get it. so I, I tell you what, since we're talking Princeton, I'll give you two. I like the smart take from the strong. Okay. I do too. That's a great little book. That's yeah. a great little book. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great book. And, and and uh, we're, we're all going to be under if, if your goal is to win the last game of the year where you're going to be an underdog at some point in time and if you don't have a strategy or a way to beat that bully beat that that bigger program you're going to struggle yeah um, but i think my the the quote that's followed me from the very beginning and i added to this a little bit it's discipline leads to practice practice leads to repetition repetition leads to habit and habit leads to reflex. say that again i love that discipline leads to practice practice leads to repetition Repetition leads to habit. Habit leads to ref- habit leads to reflex. Oh, I love that. Okay, you can rewind that when you're listening. I like that. Sure. Uh, one uh, one word to describe your coaching style. I would say uh, when I when I was a JV baseball coach, our, our head coach had a had a saying saying you have to have a um, a relaxed intensity. So okay. because in baseball you, you you can't walk the sidelines in baseball. You have to have a relaxed intensity. Something happens, you're all sitting there. Boom! Then you're out of the dugout. I would say very similar. I, I was not um, uh, an in-your-face coach, but I was in your face when you needed to be. Yeah, baseball is an interesting cookie because yeah. I coached my kid growing up playing baseball. Yeah. There's so much time to think. Like, yeah. Yeah. there's no time. When you're coaching a basketball game, I, I, I refer to it as the difference between going to a rock concert and the symphony. Yeah. Like, like, the symphony, you can sit back and enjoy the music and kind of like – and a baseball game is very similar. You can – there's time between pitches. There's time to yeah. think. Yeah. And a basketball game is so fast paced. Yeah. That yeah. It, you know, it's it, yeah. the, the, I, conceptually, it's so much harder to. I, I, I like that relaxed intensity. And again, I'm not, I'm not a raw, raw coach, but I'm raw, raw when they need me to be. Right. No, you I know, love that. Um, I, I'm not a calm coach, but I'm calm when they need me to be. Yeah. So, um, best basketball coach of all time. Come on, you're a Princeton guy. You're not going to be on the list. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say Pete Carrell. I love okay. it. Okay. Say Pete Carrell. Yeah. 
I figured I would. Yeah, I figured he'd be. I, I, I tell, I'm, I'm a Greg Popovich guy. I love Greg Popovich. I love Pop too. I love Pop. There's a lot. Stevens is good. I mean, there's a lot of good ones. Um, what's one book would you recommend? One book. Um, we'll go Smart Take from the Strong. I love that book. I haven't. Yep. I haven't. I don't have him on the cover of mine. Yeah, you know, there's um, two versions of it. I, I, I last time I had this was. 15, 20 years ago, and I had to get a new one. So yeah, it's great. It's got, and the thing is, it's like easy read. It's an yeah. easy, it's yeah. an easy read. Um, what's one thing you change about the game? I'd like, I actually kind of like how the game is changing a little bit. I think even at the pro, I would would not watch pro when I was younger. After Jordan retired, I wouldn't watch as much because it was so much ISO ball. But I think once, especially with the Warriors now coming out and really moving the basketball around and playing together. Right. I really, I, and that's why I, I like Princeton. I like triangle. I like the ball moving. Um, I, I'm, not a, I'm, I'm not super familiar with read and react, but I like the ball moving. I like um, the ball in everyone's hands. Um, so I, I like that the game is becoming more of a team game than, than an ISO game. And I, I know the NBA um, really puts it out there. But I, 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 like, I also like that innocent – game at the high school level you know once you get the well and what i like about the high school level is so many differences like you play quarters we play halves yes um yeah. they're totally different trust yeah. me yeah um yeah, yeah. My, so I, I always i always say what i would change i would change i would get rid of the jump ball get rid of the jump ball what do you what would you do yep instead? the visiting team gets it it's a start i'd still do alternating possession yeah. i would i would never throw the ball up to ever like it's the dumbest thing ever. I don't do, know why we do, do like it anymore. Shot clock for high school? Well, we do not. You do not. I don't either. Um, I'm not a big advocate. I don't really care if it comes, but I just I think what makes high school unique is that it doesn't have it. I think we'll all become very similar to the college game, in the sense yeah. that it looks a lot of the college games look a lot alike. I think once we get the shot clock, that will happen at the high school level too. Um, so I, my theory is if you want it, great. If you don't want it, great. Um, but in my utopian world, I'd have one board. I'd have one, yeah. I'd have one set of rules for everybody in the entire world. But, you know. That would be, that'd be really cool. That would be that really five, cool. Yeah, I mean, everybody has all these different rules. Like, why don't we just come up with one set of rules? Yeah. This is what we're going to do. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. So, Coach, um, any, any, let's talk about your playbook. Yeah. I know you're going to give a couple pages below. You sent me yeah. something. I'll put that in the show notes down below. Yeah, so, people can, um, and people can go to your site and get yeah. part of it. But go ahead and talk about that yeah, for a little so, bit. So um, right now where we're teaching um, the Princeton offense to coaches, we have a course and a program and all of that stuff, which I won't get too much into. But I do have a, a sample of the playbook. Um, if you go to hoopsindetail.com forward slash Princeton offense playbook, um, you can download 21 pages, and it talks a little bit about philosophy and what's it, you know, who's it for. But I, I'm, I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to um, really cool PDFs, and I, it's, it's probably the cleanest, neatest uh, playbook you, you could probably find on the Internet. Okay. Um, it, I, I don't use a software. I just do it all on my own. So it's, it's really cool. It's really clear. It's, step, it's complicated as from the outside looking in. It's complicated as the Princeton offense is. I really try to break it down as simple – uh, or as simply as it possibly can be broken down. So if you go there and just put in your email, I'll, I'll email you a copy or I'll email you a link to where you can go download um, 21 pages of my, my, my playbook right now. It's over 50 pages okay. um, and, I, and I just keep adding to it, but, but there, that's a good start. I don't want to, you don't want to get overwhelmed. Um, so that's a good start. Okay. 
That's perfect. And I'll put your contact stuff and and your all that stuff in, yeah, the, in the yeah. show and, notes down below. Yeah, and on Facebook, it's it's hoops in detail. There's a group and a and a fan page. Um, and we we do some vi- we do a lot of live videos and stuff in there. So okay, that would be great. So if people want to dive in, and yep. you know, it doesn't matter what level you're at, too. I mean, I would probably wouldn't do this at the third grade rec league sure. level, yeah, but I, yeah, and I, I started out working with coaches. Eventually, once this quarantine gets done, we're, part of that that program is I want to get uh, some players and team together and actually record you know eight to ten hours of video putting this putting the offense together so you can actually see it because all I've done now. Cause we've been quarantined. I've only been doing this for a few months is doing everything on this, this whiteboard behind me. Yeah. And, um, and uh, so, I'm not sure that's going to happen anytime soon. No, it's, it's Ohio is New York is now saying, if you're driving from Ohio, you got to, you got to quarantine for two weeks. Yeah, so they're so, expecting yeah. Ohio. I, I would, be, I would start planning for next spring. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go get my four year. I'm going to go get his little toys and I'm going to put them on a board. I'm going to, Take this off the wall, lay it down flat. Flat and do something. It'll be all good. It'll be all good. All right. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. Thanks, Coach, for having me. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you love it and you want to support us, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial as we talk. Subscribe, like, jump up and down, do whatever you got to do. Those Apple podcasts mean a lot to us. I read every one of them. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.